Welcome to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Welcome to Paradigms, Sunday night, July 12th, talking to you from the WBKM studio in Burlington, Vermont, in the United States and North America, planet Earth. Paradigms is the show that airs every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, where we explore the question, what are our visions of a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans? We have a great show planned tonight. Lots of good music, including the band Glass Waves and an interview with Jordan Heimberger, guitarist for Glass Waves. We've got some great guests in the studio tonight, Ariel Zivon and Adam Wugmaster. So I hope you'll just stay tuned as we continue on into the evening with uh, some music. First, let's meet our guests, Ariel and Adam. Welcome, Adam and Ariel. Maybe you could just introduce yourselves and say a little bit about what ventures you're involved with right now that bring you to the show. Okay, um, I'm the executive director of LACE, which stands for Local Agricultural Community Exchange. LACE is a 501c3 nonprofit uh, whose mission is to reconnect the community back to local food. Um, So we work with uh, farmers in our community uh, to source foods locally and introduce our community to the people that grow their food and the food that is grown locally. And the LACE works uh, in partnership with the Farm Fresh Marketing Cafe, which is a regular for-profit business um, that sources all the food locally. So we have a market uh, full of Vermont products and a cafe that serves food that is made and prepared fresh off the farm. Fantastic, and where are you located? We're at 159 North Main Street in downtown Barrie. And uh, I'm Adam, and I uh, am. I work uh, at the Farm Fresh Market and Cafe. I'm helping uh, work in the kitchen there, and I'm also am the work for the Washington County Youth Service Bureau, administering a um, program we call uh, the Bad Boy Bistro, which is a program that's uh, a professional development program for young men um, in partnership with the Department of Labor. Um, it's young men, 18 to 22, who have recently been released from jail and are moving back into the community. And it's a program designed to um, give give these young men uh, marketable job skills and get them reintegrated with the community and give them a sense of belonging in the community. And uh, we're using the culinary arts to get them in touch with um, some things that we feel are important and um, important, you know, moving forward in their lives, being able to sustain themselves and feed themselves in a healthy, healthy way. Fantastic. So we will uh, hear some more from Ariel and Adam in a little bit, hear more about Lace and the Bad Boys Bistro and what's going on there. We're going to go into some music now. This is The Kinks. Society, God save the whole duck for the bill and variety. We are the desperate and appreciation society. God save strawberry jam with all the different varieties. Serving the old ways from being abused. 
was the kinks with a song called the village green preservation society seemed especially appropriate considering uh our guests here from the local agriculture community exchange now we're gonna get into some music from a band out of st louis called glass waves they have a new self-titled cd out which you can download for free at their website, glasswavesmusic.com. So let's listen to a track from that. This is Glass Waves with Take It In on Paradigms on WBKM.org.
That's Take It In from Glass Waves' new self-titled CD. Now let's meet the guitarist for Glass Waves, Jordan Heimberger. My name's Jordan. I'm with the band Glass Waves, and we just finished um, an album, and we're kind of trying to get that out to people and hoping people will take the time to listen to our music. We've had some success so far getting that to happen, so that's been good. Where can people find your, your music? Um, the easiest place is through our website. It's glasswavesmusic.com. And then the other myriad social networking and playlist sharing websites, we're, we're trying to get a presence on all those too. So Facebook and MySpace and iMeme and Last.fm and all that stuff, we're, we're there too. How long have you all been playing together? Actually, this project is particularly young, Glass Waves. It's, it's only been about a year for Glass Waves. Um, the musicians that are in Glass Waves, Micah on bass, um, Nate on drums, and myself have been working together off and on um, since maybe about 2000 or so. We've been friends, um, the drummer and I, even since we were kids. So um, this is just sort of a new, you know, a new formation of some musicians that have played together for a long time. Is there a... A theme to your music or a, a, an intention to your music or like what what's it about? I think it probably goes song by song. Um, when I'm songwriting, um, you know, I'll usually start with a musical idea and then I'll sort of sit there until, you know, some sort of thought resonates. Some, maybe there'll be something in my mind that, you know, I've been thinking about during the day and I'll usually distill it down to one idea and one bit of melody will come together. Um, it'll tend to be usually... You know, exploring a concept, I'll do that. I'll maybe make up a story to as a foil for some concept that I'm interested in talking about. And what are some of your visions for the future? I mean, you guys are, what, like in your 20s or 30s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are what are your visions of, of a, a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans? What do you see happening? It's hard to tell. I think everybody... Many people, at least, I don't want to overgeneralize, are sharing a sense of, you know, some sort of impending moment that of, you know, significance that we're all sort of facing some important crossroads as a species. One thing that I think is a hopeful sign is the growing community of uh, minds and how quickly people are able to connect on the Internet. Are there any projects that you're aware of or people you that you know are involved with that are particularly inspiring to you or that you, you feel are positive, are, are, are pointing towards viability? You know, there are so many angles that, that uh, you can take on what viability means, whether it's in terms of, you know, trying to feed everyone on the planet or take care of everyone's health on the planet. And there are lots of, obviously, groups that deal with those things. The issues that I feel most, I guess, connected to myself and the glass waves tends to the diversity, more people getting their voices heard. I'm really into independent media and obviously as independent musicians, we're one sort of branch of that way of, you know, every every person kind of putting their, hopefully, two cents, their thoughts into the sort of community pot of ideas and and uh, hopefully it all sort of adds up to, you know, enough 
good thoughts that we can act on to move to move people in the right direction, move you know the community of people in the right direction. Where are you all located? St. Louis, Missouri. We're smack dab in the middle, and it's been um, you know you can see the um, the changes that are happening to the planet. It seems like since I was a kid here, the the summers have changed a lot, and there's been a lot more sort of unpredictable weather and different floods and stuff. Those things happen, obviously, anyway, but it just seems like it's been a, a bit different kind of a thing in the last handful of years. What's happening in St. Louis that feels particularly progressive to you? It does seem like the um, artistic community, and again, that's where my connections are the strongest, so where I may have a little bit more knowledge, is getting more vibrant in terms of people connecting to each other and cross-pollinating ideas. Um, there's some great farmers markets and uh, a couple of local food cooperatives that I think are a, a nice direction for a city of St. Louis's size to have people moving towards. Obviously here in the middle of the country there's a lot of great food and stuff so it's a nice sort of simple thing that a person can do to try to eat some of the local food as opposed to having it shipped on a boat from a different continent and then driven on a truck <laughs> yeah. all, all that sort of stuff so those are cool things there's a great community radio station in St. Louis as well that has an environmental program and it's called KDHX 88.1 FM and they also have you know other community arts programs and those are you know in addition to the online communities of people in St. Louis do you have uh, anything you want to add a message you want to send out there's an idea that's been sort of going around. Well, it's, it's based off of an idea that I read in a book called This Is Your Brain on Music by Daniel J. Levitin. And it was really just the seed of the ideas from him that music evolved, obviously, at the same time as the brain, but that the state of music at any point in time, you can say, is sort of a mirror of the state of evolution of the mind. And I don't want to get too literal, I guess, about that idea, but if something like that is, is feasible that, that the state of music at a time, you know, reflects what's happening in human awareness. I think now is a time for people to be pretty hopeful about what the mind is capable of, particularly as a group. There's so many people working on and creating music. You know, that, that sort of critical mass of, of creative people is building into, I think, a, a great time to be listening to music, a lot of creativity, and I think similar communities of thinkers are coalescing on the internet and there's a lot of hope I think that a person can find in people taking matters into their own hands and and trying to get things done on their own so while um, it doesn't seem that maybe the exact tool or the exact thought is is in our hands at the moment it seems to me there's a lot of hope for people to arrive at that place through the community and thoughts that are being shared on the internet do you think that people can evolve their brains, make their brains grow by playing music? I think so. I know, um, at least in a strictly physiological sense, that's true. In the, If you're reading and playing music off of music, you're using the most regions of the brain that any activity uses in terms of the visual cortex, reading, the auditory cortex, listening, as well as the motor skills and all that stuff. And every... Every time that, you know, a person learns a new skill or a new, you know, for me, it would be like a finger pattern on the guitar or, or um, my ears take in another source of sound, you know, a different kind of sound. Each of those different pieces of knowledge create new physical connections in the brain. And those connections 
I don't want to get too too dorky on you, but those connections <laughs> increase neuroplasticity, and that applies to other kinds of thought as well. So if you're problem solving, you know, fixing your car, anyone who's available, well, I don't know how to fix a car, but you know, for someone, <laughs> more more avenues in your brain for thoughts to kind of travel around. So yeah, I think that does, and any anything any artistic kind of thing pays off in in significant ways, whether it's you know very concrete at the moment or not. I have, a, I have a friend in Montana who's a musician, and he talks to me about how the ability to listen to music the way we do now is really quite recent. It used to be that the only way you could hear music was to either make music or to be with people who were making music. Recorded music yeah, is relatively new. It is. It's, um, And I'm actually I'm working with a, a group of kids this summer and on like a you know day program with music, and we're doing a, a loose history of you know, popular music and rock and roll where I talk about that. And we watch some like old videos of the first recordings being made. It is a completely different thing. And the added technological leap of music on the internet, being able to download it or, you know, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I couldn't think of a song, get online and go listen to it or find it and learn how to play it. And now essentially almost all music that's ever been conceived is available to be studied, you know, at a moment's notice. And I think that's a huge opportunity for any, any musician and also for any discipline. That rapid availability of knowledge is certainly an asset that people haven't had before. Have you ever heard of uh, something called super learning? No, I haven't, but I'm interested. Well, it's pretty much what you're saying, which is that by, by listening to music... And they sort of specify the one beat a minute Baroque music as uh-huh. having a specific effect and doing other things at the same time, interacting with color or other parts of your brain. You actually cause the corpus callosum, which is the, sort of like the switchboard in the middle of your brain to increase its activity, which makes you smarter. That's interesting. I, um, I haven't heard, I guess, that described in as many, in you know, those specific terms. I think... I heard about something similar called the Mozart effect, or I think that was it, where, you know, maybe the Princeton Review did it or something where kids would study for a test and the whole time they were listening to a particular, you know, Mozart work and then they, they would listen to it on the day of the test and it would increase their score by some percentage. Yeah, it's um, exactly that. Yeah, and I think yeah, I'll, I'll just add a, a pitch for other kinds of music. I think it's not specifically proven that that was, you know, only Baroque music. I think you could probably get a good piece of jazz and, and stimulate your brain in a similar way. Just the Baroque was the one that was tested. Yeah, but I, I think anytime you can get your mind to move around a problem or knowledge from a different angle or increase your perspectives on it, that increases your capabilities of coming up with a a new solution to a problem or, you know, being able to access a new kind of thinking. Thank Great. you so much. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for taking the time to do this, Baruch. I've been looking forward to it, and it was enjoyable talking to you. Jordan Heimberger from Glass Waves. I'm really interested in how that whole thing about music and the brain and how listening to music when you're doing different things and using uh, exposing your eyes to different colors while you're listening to the music and you're studying or working on a project increases the amount of neurological activity. It's pretty interesting. Thank you, Jordan, for that interview. Now, when I first heard their music, uh, 
they reminded me a whole lot of really, really old Fleetwood Mac. We're talking pre-Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks. We're talking back uh, in the days of Bob Welch and Danny Kerwin. And so I thought I'd play some of that music for you uh, after we hear some more Glass Waves. You can see for yourself if it seems similar. But before we head into Glass Waves, let's talk a little more with Adam and Ariel. I'm really interested in hearing more about uh, your project, especially, uh, let's say, let's go to the Bad Boys Bistro. How would someone get involved with that who was looking to, maybe someone who is, maybe someone who's listening knows someone who's about to get out of jail and needs to learn a skill and needs to be able to get some work. How would they get a hold of you or that project? Well, we're really only um, we're really only in Washington County and uh, Lamoille County, or or folks from Washington and Lamoille County. And uh, generally, although this may change in the future, um, we're connected with another program that's run by the Washington County Youth Service Bureau called the Return House. And the Return House is a transitional living program for young men, 18 to 22, uh, transitioning into community life from jail. And um, so right now we have 10 slots uh, in our program that are dedicated to the 10 folks that are living at Return House. We are hoping that this program will become viable and, and we can open it up in other sites for other populations and we can use this as a model of really helping people get reintegrated into the workforce. It seems like a great idea and part of what I'm thinking is there may be listeners, you know, in far-flung places who would want to create a program modeling it after that. So is there a website people can go to to learn more about it or should they just call you up? <laughs> well, I think if you go to the LACE website, which is, what is LACEVT.org. LACEVT.org. Um, we can probably get connected that way and can certainly reach us through the kitchen there. Or if someone wanted to contact the Washington County Youth Service Bureau, that would certainly be a good portal to, to get to us. And I, one, one of the things that I think um, would be really helpful to us, if anybody uh, had a business or uh, an entrepreneurial pro process that they were involved in that they thought they could use some help and would be willing to take on take on a young man to to help and learn the project learn the process that that might be a great uh, fit and we'd love to hear from them. That's great. So for folks in the Washington County, Vermont area, go to lacevt.org and you can get information about accessing services. You know, getting involved with the program or using your business site for part of the program. And for folks that aren't in Vermont, go to lacevt.org, and you may get some ideas for starting a program in your community because there are young men getting out of jail all over the country who have nowhere to go, who have no options open to them. And, of course, what happens then is they end up back in jail. And I don't think most people really want that. Well, I don't think any of us want that, and that is, unfortunately, without – Without having positive intervention in, in folks' lives, and I'm, I'm you know I'm responding to what I'm hearing you talking about on your show here, is that you know it's really easy to um, to identify the problem, but putting something in place that will at least go towards the fix, which I think is is why you know the combined mission of Lace and the Bad Boy Bistro to really try and create a positive momentum in the community. Um, so I, I think it really is very important, and any way anybody can help out is huge. It's great. It's really good. I think sometimes people are afraid of folks that are getting out of jail. You know, they have a picture of who ends up in jail and why, and I, I, I would venture to say that maybe most of the people who are in jail who are under the age of 
maybe 30 or even 25. You know, they're there because they made some poor choices, but they may also be there because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, or they're part of an economic system that isn't serving them well. There isn't a enough opportunity for them where they live or they aren't well educated and there isn't good educational options so really we can't just throw people away into the correctional system people are not throwaways well you know the, it's the correlation between our our food system and our social service system is is not not too far stretched i don't think we we spend a lot of time on really fast food that doesn't have a lot of nutritional value and that sort of gets us on to the next meal. And we do the same thing with the folks in the social service system. We throw, try and throw them into facts, fast fix situations or punitive situations to try and correct their behaviors. And we're not building community by doing that. We're not creating people who want to contribute to each other. And so I, I think by replacing those systems that are punitive, um, that by by changing the paradigm um, of the correctional system, which, which really is punitive and which really is not progressive, um, and creating more progressive responses to those issues, we can move it forward and can create some, some health. And the thing with food, I mean, I'm someone who cooks every day for myself. I, I believe that's a, it's part of my self-care program. And cooking for other people, I mean, it's... Even if you're cooking in a restaurant for someone you don't know, you can put love into that food. You put an intention into that food, and it affects the food, and it affects the people who eat it. And it also affects the person who's making it, because if you're preparing food in a loving way, you have to access that part of yourself. It just seems like, I mean, when I heard about this, I was really, really excited by it. I think it's a cool thing, really cool. Well, I know Ariel and I cook in the kitchen all the time, and, you know, stuff comes in from... 20 miles down the road that's just beautiful and we realize it hasn't you know flown across the world in some strange container that we don't know you know it is it's exciting and it it it, it, it brings joy to the work it brings joy to the people that eat it you know it brings joy to us to produce it it's something you know aside from birth and death we all as humans share the relationship with food you know food food and water those are the basics Let's go back into some more music. We'll hear uh, some more from Glass Waves, and we'll be talking with Adam and Ariel again in a little bit. This is called To Last. You're listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. If I stay for a while, I probably
Glass Waves. That was called The City. And before that, we heard To Last. You can get their music for free by going to their website, glasswavesmusic.com. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's come back to our, our guest in the studio tonight, Ariel Zivan. And as those of you who have been listening to the show know, I, I tend to go with this question for folks. So I'll ask you, Ariel, what are some of your visions of a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans? What can work? Um, it's a very large question. Um, I can only answer it in my sort of in my vision of today, I guess, and, and what I try to do with each day in the day, and um, LACE uh, is, is part of my answer to that, and, um, and very much, I think the only way as a whole we can hope to, um, to be viable and sustainable is to start within each community. And so I focus on the community that I'm in right now in Barrie. Um, my focus is very much around food, that's where I find hope, is in food and, and trying to reconnect to food in a in a holistic way I guess um, and you know I came to that from always loving food and then having children and food became not just a love and a passion but really important um, passing on uh, you know what we nourish our bodies with to our children and to our communities um, so for me, it starts it starts with that each day, and uh, just trying to, you know, support support locally, support farms. Um, I think if we don't support support our farms, and uh, then we can't we can't feed our bodies and nourish our communities uh, well. And um, so you know we need we need the farms, and uh, and you know. That goes into a whole other big topic of, of farming and agriculture and, and what is sustainable farming and how do we keep small farm, small farm life viable in our communities, um, which that could be a whole other show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And here in Vermont, we still have some small – I mean, there is agribiz in the state, but it's not the way it is in a lot of other states. It's true. We're very lucky. And I, I sort of forget until I leave Vermont and go somewhere else and realize that we are so far ahead of so many other communities and other states and cities, um, you know, as far as just the awareness of eating locally, eating farm fresh foods, um, and supporting those, those small farms because they are, I think people who live in Vermont still know or at least are aware that there are small farms around them uh, down the road, so there's an awareness. I like especially what you were saying uh, in terms of focusing in your local community. You know, I mean, in the sustainability movement, in the permaculture movement for decades, we've, you know, in, in, in lots of other political movements, people talk about decentralizing and getting away from, you know, large corporate entities controlling everything. Um, and food is such a, you know, as you were saying, the whole issue of food production and now the issue of the food supply for this country has come more into people's awareness as there have been problems with toxicity and pathogens in mass-produced food. I think people are starting to realize, huh, maybe this isn't such a great idea. 
the momentum of the large centralized agribiz doesn't seem to have really slowed down yet, but I think it takes time for that to happen as awareness is raised. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll it'll take a long time. We've we've grown very very far away as a culture from from knowing our food, um, you know, and, and knowing its source. Um, and it happened so quickly. Yeah. Like between 19, maybe even 1930 or 40, and now, you know, I mean, the, the, the supermarket that we've grown up with is a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my grandparents kind of make fun of me because I'm, I'm going back to what they were doing and what they tried to get away from as they were becoming adults and moving off the farm. And I'm sort of going back <laughs> and saying, no, no, let's go back to what you were doing when you were kids. It seems like one of the good things human beings are capable of doing is trying something new and realizing it doesn't work and going back to what did work. You know, I I hope we're really capable of that. Hopefully. What's fresh in lace right now? What have you got in from the farm? Oh, gosh. It's, It's starting to really bust out. We've got a lot of produce, finally. We went through, you know, the end of, of winter and into spring is always pretty bleak in our produce section, and now it's it's really busting out. Um, we've got everything, all greens and carrots are in now, and broccoli is coming in this week, and zucchini, and lots of just fresh, wonderful. And from here on through the fall, it'll be just like this plentiful, beautiful rainbow of awesome foods. That's great. Yeah. So if you're in the Barry area, head over onto Lace if you're looking to buy some wonderful, beautiful, locally grown, delicious fruits and vegetables. Um, what's the, I'm curious about organic, not organic, certified, not certified. Mm-hmm. Because we deal with a lot of smaller farms, we don't um, we don't require that it's certified organic because a lot of smaller farms don't can't afford the cost or the time that it takes to go through all the regulations. So we, we strive for everything grown organically, though it's not all certified. So there's lots of local food from farmers who, you know, can't jump through the hoops, but they're still growing really good stuff. Really good, yeah. You know, I'd rather get some non-organic local broccoli than organic broccoli from California that probably used a gallon of diesel fuel to get to me. Yep. <laughs> I think there's a concept in permaculture that people talk about embedded energy, which is uh, the energy that it... Okay, let's say you have an apple. Well, there's the amount of actual food energy in the apple, but the embedded energy is the energy it took to grow the apple, pick the apple, ship the apple, unpack the apple, and put it out in the store. That's embedded energy. So when food is coming from far away, even though it may be organic and beautiful food, it also is contributing to climate change because all this diesel fuel gets burned to move it from California to Vermont. So it's, it's worth thinking about that when we buy our food. All right, thanks. Well, let's go back to music. Uh, when I first heard the Glass Wave stuff, it reminded me a little bit of some old music from Fleetwood Mac way back in the 70s. They were kind of a British blues band back then, and they had two albums that are among my favorite albums of all time. One was called Future Games, which is pretty famous and known for its bizarre psychedelia, and the other one was called Bear Trees. So we're going to hear a few tracks from those two albums, and uh, I hope you enjoy them, and you might think they're similar to what you just heard from Glass Waves. You might go, he's crazy, what's he talking about? That's okay, too. 
We're going to start out with a piece of music from Danny Kerwin, and we'll tell you more about him in a little bit. This is called Danny's Chant from the album Bear Trees. You're listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Oh, <laughs> 
That was Fleetwood Mac with Future Games from the title uh, from the album of the same name. I think that came out in like 1971 or 1970. And before that, Danny's Chant from Bear Trees. Let's go into some more of that old Fleetwood Mac music. This one is called Woman of a Thousand Years, and this is more Danny Kerwin. Let me tell you a little bit about him, first of all. He is, you know, every once in a while you hear a guitarist who just hits you right in your soul. His music had that really unbelievably etheric but soulful quality. It's hard for me to put it in words. And he was a young guy back in the band in those days, and he had a... what we call mental illness, I don't really know what to call it. He perceives the world very differently than most people and ended up living on the street and not being okay for a fairly long time and pretty much disappeared. And then when the band became really famous and they made a lot of money, I think at a certain point in the 80s, they found him and found a place for him to live and gave him access to all the royalty money that was waiting for him. And so he's somewhere in some supervised living situation in the UK. Uh, Apparently he doesn't remember having been a guitar genius and he has a diagnosis of schizophrenia but incredible music, incredible guitar playing. Danny Kerwin and if you've ever known someone who had a diagnosis of schizophrenia you may they may have been someone of extraordinary talent. Those things often go together. Uh, Pretty interesting and sad and, and yet he in that period of a few years gifted us with some great music. Let's hear some more of it right now. Woman of a Thousand Years on Paradigms on WBKM.org.
That was Sands of Time from the album Future Games, Danny Kerwin playing guitar and singing, and before that, Woman of a Thousand Years from the same record. You're listening to Paradigms. This is Baruch. It's Sunday night. It's 9.15 here on the east coast of North America on the planet Earth. And we've got about 15 more minutes before we close out tonight. Before we go, we're going to talk with Adam and Ariel a little more and then hear some music. So what else would you guys like to tell us about lace? Now, one thing we were talking about during the break is that lace doesn't just carry produce. Right. That's right. We also carry uh, all of Vermont's finest, our finest meats, local cheeses, local dairy products, yogurts, um, you know. Vermonters make a lot of good stuff, and we try to carry any and all of it. And can people shop at Lace who have um, receive food stamps benefits? Yep. All right. Yep. Great. Yeah, we and we, you know, our one part of our mission is to make it uh, accessible to anyone. So we we keep our mark down, mar, our markups very low, and and try to make it affordable for everyone, and give the farmers a fair price. So. And, and you were also just mentioning that you got a grant to buy some new equipment. Is Lace a nonprofit? Lace is a nonprofit. The Marketing Cafe are a regular business, and they work in tandem, in partnership. So, um, but Lace did just receive a, a USDA grant that's helping us to fully equip our commercial kitchen and develop new programs. And, and Fantastic. So, if you're in the Montpelier Barry area and you'd like to go cook at this beautiful kitchen one night and and help out you you know go to lacevt.org and find out about it and check it out and if you're just looking for a great place to shop and buy local food which is certainly something i think we we all want good food and local food is always better and fresher and all right anything else you'd like to like to throw our way at him well, I just wanted to remind everybody that we, you know, we do breakfast and lunch every day, and on Sundays we do brunch, and uh, Friday night dinners is always something new and, and farm fresh and exciting. We'd love to see everybody come down and feed themselves and at the same time feed the community. Fantastic. So check out Lace in Barrie on Main Street, 151 Main Street. 159. 159. Yep. 159 Main Street, Barrie, Vermont, Lace. Now, Ariel uh, has a somewhat famous last name because of who her dad was, is, and I asked her if I could play some of his music to honor him while she's here, so I wanted to thank you for saying that that was okay. I, you know, family is always an interesting thing. So Ariel's dad is Warren Zevon, and we're going to play a couple of songs from him right now. The first one is an old one uh, that you may recognize that got played on the radio a little bit and then disappeared and then the second one was a more recent one and I'll tell you the names after but we'll start out with Warren Zevon on Paradigms on WBKM.org
could I ever let you go? How will I ever let you know? Warren Zivon with El Amor de Mi Vida from an album called The Wind. And before that, Networking from his album Transverse City. This is Baruch on Paradigms. It's been great fun being with you again tonight and having our guests Adam and Ariel here talking about local food and supporting local agriculture and supporting folks who are just getting out of the correctional system and community and really good stuff. Definitely go to lacevt.org and learn more about what they're doing, whether you're in Vermont or not. I'm going to leave you with a couple of tunes, and then we'll be heading out. So I'll see you next week. Remember that you can hear uh, all of our episodes. They are all archived. If you go to wbkm.org and go to the bottom of the page, click on Paradigms with Baruch, and you'll be able to download any of them. You can also uh, get them as podcasts through your iTunes Check out any shows you might have missed. Next week, we've got uh, more good stuff coming up. We've got uh, musician Charlie Messing, who will be here playing live for the entire show, and also will be playing some music that has inspired him. So check in next week, 8 o'clock Sunday night, Paradigms, to hear Charlie Messing. Have a great week. I'm going to leave you with two things. The first one is called I'd Rather Go Blind from a band called Chicken Shack which is also an old English blues band. And then we're going to leave you with some Bessie Smith with Muddy Water, Mississippi Moan. Have a great week. Here's Chicken Shack with I'd Rather Go Blind on ParadigmsWBKM.org. Oh,
been listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Thank you.